Hey, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Great. What you been up to? I actually just had a cap and gown pictures today. Oh, that's so yeah. fun. How emotional yeah. is that? Uh, for me, not at all. For my mom, <laughs> not at all. a little bit. You're ready to go. Yeah. Well, you already made your decision where you're going a couple months ago, so I'm sure yeah. you're ready to go. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Listen up, homeowners. As summer comes to an end and the cooler weather and dreaded fall storms approach, make sure your roof is in tip-top condition. Jmar Roofing, that's J-A slash M-A-R, in business since 1970, offers a free roof inspection. Visit them online today at jmarroofing.com or call 512-441-8437. Jmar Roofing, fair pricing, expert craftsmanship, and local owners who care. Hi, Texas high school football fans. Welcome to week two of the 2022 season. All the teams are on the field practicing, and we are getting closer and closer to the season as we speak. And a lot happened this week, so don't worry. I'm going to fill you in. So last week, the big news that came out of UIL was that Alto High School football was ineligible for playoffs for the next two years. After the UIL hearing that was held on August 2nd with the state executive committee, they unanimously voted to hold them ineligible because of the inaccurate count of their enrollment. I actually watched the entire hearing. It was like a reality show with all the drama that unfolded. I feel really bad for the kids and students involved, especially the juniors and seniors, because they will not be able to play in the playoffs for the next two years. So if you're not familiar with the story, I'm going to fill you in. On October 29th, 2021, last October, that is what's called Snapshot Day. And on this day, each school has to report their enrollment. And this enrollment on that day will affect their reclassification for 2022 through 2024 school years for UIL. So on that day, Snapshot Day, Alto High School reported they had 163 students enrolled when they actually had 166 students enrolled. These additional three students would have moved them up to Division I instead of Division II, which they were placed in, because if you have more than 164.5 students, which is basically 165 students, you're moved up into Division I. Okay, stay with me here because this is where that reference comes in. It's like a reality show, and this is where it gets good. So these three students in question had enrolled in school October 19th and started taking classes. That's the fact. No one is denying that those are true facts, but the question is that people will probably debate about forever. Was it malicious and they meant to do it and stay in Division 2? Or was it just truly an accident for a small town school district that was very disorganized? In the hearing, Superintendent Kelly West admitted that it had happened. And she took all the blame. As she was the superintendent of her district, she was hoping that the results would not turn out how they did because she did not want the kids to have to pay the price for adults' mistakes. But I will tell you, those UIL committee members did not let her off easy. They told her, as the superintendent, she really should have been thinking about the kids long before this all happened. 
because there is no way that they were going to be allowed to stay in that district because it wasn't fair to the other schools. So you knew at the time that the vote was probably not going to go her way. But she did continue to explain how it all went down and put most of the blame on a very toxic relationship between the high school principal and the counselor, which led to disorganization and chaos. The counselor is the one who ended up turning them in to UIL and reporting the allegations, which is how it was discovered. These allegations were reported at the end of the school year. And side note, the counselor no longer works at the school, but the principal does. So we knew there was some tension in the air. Superintendent West went on to explain that, yes, the students were enrolled. And yes, as some people have said, there were teachers wondering why they were not on the roster. But West is claiming it's all disorganization and not malicious intent. So now we are at the point in the hearing when the committee wants to know how she ended up putting the wrong number. West explains called the PEAMS coordinator, who is the one who keeps all the records and registers the students, asked her for the number and she submitted that number she gave to her. So then one of the committee members questioned West on why in mid-November, when the follow-up was sent from UIL to them to confirm their numbers, why it wasn't changed then. And Wes explained how when the PEAMS coordinator did finally get the paperwork to register the three students, it happened when another student enrolled. So she enrolled them all on the same day and did not backdate the three that came earlier. So now you know Alto's side of the story and how that mistake was made. There was also an attorney that did an investigation for the district in the hearing, and she spoke on her findings and was questioned a lot by the committee. She said that she did not believe there's any malicious intent based on her investigation. She just believed there was a lot of disorganization and chaos. Either way, if it was malicious or it was just an accident, it happened and they're in the wrong division. So before they went to a vote, Superintendent West begged them to not punish the students. She even offered to pay for the schedules to be redone and offered to have her team travel to all away games. She even suggested realignment. You could tell she was trying to think of any option to not punish the students. But many of the executive members from the UIL spoke up at this time and just said that we are in the 11th hour. It is not feasible to make all these changes. Everyone's been planning all summer for this, and the adults should have thought about this and how it was going to affect the students before this happened. It then went to a vote, and it was unanimous decision that they were not allowed to participate in the playoffs for the term of the realignment, which is the next two years. So that's the story behind the big decision last week. For me personally, I see both sides of the story. One way, it could be in the wrong. And the other way, it could be just a human mistake. But either way, UIL are showing who's boss, and they were not going to budge on that decision. 
Also, my thoughts about the two-year suspension of playoffs was a little harsh. I get this year, the schedule's already set in stone. It would be way too complicated to just try to figure that all out. But next year, they're already in the know. They haven't even made that schedule yet. So feasibly, they could move them. Either way, like I said, UIL taking charge here. So for all the other schools out there, this should be a lesson for them. And unfortunately, Alto had to learn the hard way. But I'm curious on what y'all think. I want to hear your thoughts. We have a poll up on TexasHighSchoolFootball.com. And it says, do you agree with the UIL decision to ban Alto ISD football from the postseason and postseason awards for two years? So go on there, put in your thoughts, because we want to hear what you think. In other news, we are two weeks into football season. Games are getting close. So scrimmages are coming up, and that means one week closer to a state finals, which is how I'm going to segue into my guest this week. He is one of the top-ranked quarterbacks in our state, and he took his team all the way to the state finals last year, where they came up short, but you'll soon find out that he's determined that this season is not going to end that way. He's also an Oklahoma commit, And I think you'll find out he's a great kid and you'll want to follow his story this year. So stepping onto the field is Jackson Arnold. I'm excited for college, but I'm also focusing on high school and getting ready to push through the season. So I love that high school is on the forefront of your mind, as it should be. You have a long season ahead of you, and you're going to get to soak in those last moments. Y'all are just getting started, though. So what's a typical preseason day look like for you? So I'll get up at 8 o'clock, leave my house at 8.30, and we have workouts from 9 to 11. And then sometimes it'll be later to like 11.30 for football and, and stuff. But normally it's just like 9 to 11, and the rest of the day I'm free. Well, that works out great. And then you have your whole day free. So I'm really into fitness and I'm a spinning instructor on my side job. So what's a typical workout look like for y'all? Well, normally on Mondays and Wednesdays, we'll lift and then we'll also sprint outside. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we'll we'll lift uh, again and then we'll condition outside. So I'm mixing up the whole outside portion of the workout. Absolutely. Getting adjusted to the heat. <laughs> Yeah. Getting prepared for that. Well, thank you so much for talking to me on Texas High School Football Podcast. Let's just start with you introducing yourself, what position you play, and what school you go to. I'm Jackson Arnold. I'm a quarterback, and I go to Denton Geyer High School. And Denton Geyer is in north of Dallas, correct? Yes, ma'am, North Texas. So I actually, I know that area because I went to college for a semester in North Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're right by, right by UNT. That's great. I mentioned that because we have followers and athletes all around Texas. So it's good to get a sense of where y'all are located. And the season is just around the corner. So what are your emotions going into it? I'm really excited, obviously, because it's my, my last season. But I think we have a good shot at winning it all again this year. So I'm just super pumped up to get started. I know. And y'all were so close last year. It was in your hands. I'm sure you were tired of people saying that, including me saying it right now. And you have a new coach this year, Coach Heim. He was your defensive coordinator, but obviously you're on offense. 
So what are you most excited about him taking over? I absolutely love his energy. He was kind of our, our hype man last year. Like before practice, he, he'd get us, you know, like get us yelling. Even if it was early in the morning, he'd be in there yelling at us and yelling with us. So just just kind of the energy he brings to the table is what I'm most excited for. I love that because everything in life is about the energy in the room. Love that he was yelling at you. No and doubt. you. Kind of a little bit of both. Tough love goes a long way. Oh, yeah. How would you describe your leadership style? Uh, more of a vocal leader. And obviously, I'm not the, the best leader right now. You can always get better at it. But I'm trying to step into that more of that vocal leadership role because I can obviously lead on the field with my teammates, you know, calling plays and all. But it's what's off the field, you know, on the sidelines, kind of cheering at my teammates is what I think is the most important. Absolutely. Building those relationships is a huge thing. Have you all done any team yeah. bonding this season? I mean, there's nothing like that we schedule for team bonding, but normally the kids in football hang out with the kids in football. So like, I'll go over to Peyton's house and go swim with him. Peyton's our, uh, our safety uh, committed to Notre Dame. And I'll go over there and hang out at his house and he'll invite football players over and we'll all just hang out. And so we're, we're like, a, we're a close knit team. We all hang out with each other. So there's no, like, we don't have to schedule like team bond and things because we're just always with each other. That's amazing. Cause I mean, you're with those people all the time and it takes a team to win championships. And obviously the goal this year is to win a championship, but what is your goal going into this season? Um, I don't really have any, um, like specific like statistic goals or anything like that. I don't worry too much about that. Just uh, my only two goals is obviously just be better than last year. And that's like just every, every area of my game. And then obviously second one's winning state. Yes, totally. And you are a dual threat. You do both running and throwing. Is there one that you prefer? Definitely throwing. Throwing. And so this year is also a year of last. It's going to be a lot of last moments. I mean, we already talked a little about it earlier. You're excited, but how are you emotionally ready for that last game and those last moments? Yeah, it's it's definitely going to hit hard. Uh, those last moments, hopefully they'll be in December, late December. But, um, you know, I'm just actually, I'm just super excited to go out with my, like my brothers basically one last time. You know, I've been playing with these guys for the past three years and created such good relationships with not only them, but the coaches as well. Just I've gotten so close with the coaches. Like they're, they're almost to the point, like they're my friends. Like they're my coaches. I'll listen to them. I respect them, you know, yes, sirs and all that and listen to them. But, you know, they're people I can hang out with too, you know, and, and just the bonds I've created. Is, it's going to be tough letting go of it towards the end of the year. But just knowing that I had all these past four, past four years of them, they've just been absolutely great. It's a bittersweet moment, but you have yeah. those connections for life. You can always go back to them and oh, use yeah. them for your benefit. And are you planning on leaving at semester? Yes, ma'am, I am. So I'll be uh, I'll be rolling uh, January 15th, I think. So when I'll head up to OU. That's so exciting. It's going to be here before you know it. So what are you looking forward to most going to OU? I'm really excited for spring ball. Just kind of getting get into the groove of college football and kind of seeing the, the pace of play and the whole uh, aspect of like learning a new playbook and stuff like that. A lot of good change happening. So I'm glad you're getting there a little bit early to learn the ropes. So the countdown is on until your season gets started. Is there a game that's already marked on your calendar? I think I got a feeling that you do. Yeah, definitely. We play um we play Allen, we play him on ESPN at home. So I'm super excited for that one. Ooh, that's exciting. A little TV time. It's always fun. Does your family usually go to your games? They always go. 
So you got a little whole support system. And also you are one of the highest ranked players in Texas. That's a great accomplishment. You're a five-star athlete. Do you ever get nervous with all that pressure on you or how do you handle pressure? This time last year, I would say yes. Just because I, you know, I haven't started a game on varsity before and going, I I think I went into my first high school game starting as a four star with offers and stuff. So obviously there's that pressure there. Like, what if I don't perform up to those standards and stuff like that? But fast forward a year, all that's under my belt, been to a state title, put up the numbers I did. And right now I'm so comfortable that all those stars, the rankings, all of it doesn't affect me at all, honestly. And because I know at the end of the day, when I get to college, the stars aren't going to matter there. So I kind of have to think of it that way now, just to kind of get my mindset ready for that when I get to college. Yep. Calm, cool, collective, and confidence goes a long way. So what do you like to do when you're not playing football? Watch watch a lot of TV, play Xbox, hang out with my friends. Do you have a favorite I, I, I TV do. show? Um, I'd probably say Breaking Bad. That's a good I'm, one. I'm in the I'm in the middle of a uh, narcos right now though. So awesome. And yeah. you said you play some video games as well. Yeah. What's your favorite game? Um, I've been playing a lot of 2K recently. Funny enough, I, I'm not a big video game person, but if I was to, could do my hand on 2K. <laughs> so I think that's all my questions I have for you. But before you go, we're gonna play a little 60 second rapid fire game. And I'm just gonna ask you. Questions for 60 seconds. It's this or that style. So you just pick whatever you think is best. Okay. Three, two, and one. Beach or pool? Pool. Hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburger. Homemade or store-bought? Homemade. Prom or homecoming? Prom. Online or in-store? Online. TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. Morning or afternoon practice? Afternoon. Snapchat or text message? Snapchat. Pizza or pasta? Pasta. Thanksgiving or Christmas? Christmas. Fruits or veggies? Fruits. Superman or Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Roller coasters or water slides? Uh, Roller coasters. Zoo or aquarium? Aquarium. Car or truck? Truck. Cake or cookies? Cookies. And last one, pancakes or waffles? Let's go waffles. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. I really appreciate your time and I wish you the best of luck this season. Hopefully I can get to a game. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and check out TexasHighSchoolFootball.com for lots of updates on Texas High School Football. Also, be sure to follow us on all our social accounts. That's TexasHighSchoolFootball.com. We'll see you next week.